Well, hello. We are here with you again. And Pastor Gary Miller of New Creation Family Church has a great message for you today. Um, it's called Why You Need a Pastor. So without any further ado, I'm going to let him share that with you today. Um, listen and be ready to receive from God because it's a very important message um, that will affect your entire life, um, knowing why you need a pastor. So we thank you, Father, for this opportunity we have to share the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for the listeners, the hearers of this podcast, that they will, will take this word, apply it to their lives, and make a difference in their life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. I'm going to start reading today with the book of excuse me, the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the eleventh verse says, "And he himself, Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers." Now, these offices that Jesus gave to the church uh, all have a function. Uh, they all operate in a unique gifting and anointing to accomplish the, the office that they are called to. And I'm going to talk about the office of the pastor today. And all of these, these first four gifts, they will all teach. They will all preach the word of God. They will all uh, preach Jesus. But the pastor's office is unique. They stay with the flock. The word pastor in uh, the New Testament means shepherd. And a shepherd watches over the sheep. And if you will read the 21st Psalm, and you'll get a picture. Uh, it's a shepherd taking care of the flock, but the pastor takes care of the flock, the congregation, the, the group of people that God sets in that particular church. So the pastor has a very important part. Now the world system, uh, the, the world has a, a, a poor image of what a pastor is. Um, and religion has an even worse one. Um, they'll take a pastor and uh, pay him what they think he's worth and he becomes a hireling and if you have a job and most people do if you're getting an hourly wage or even a salary the people paying your wages uh, determine what you do and how you do your job but it doesn't it, God didn't design it that way in the church the church is led by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And the fivefold ministry follow Jesus. And they do what Jesus did. Now, I'm going to read a little bit more of this book of Ephesians here. And you'll see what the, those offices are in the church to do. He gave... Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints 
for the work of the ministry. For the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So the, the church, the body of Christ, the saints, have a job to do in this world. And that's the work of ministry. That, that, that ministry of reconciliation that God gave to every one of us when we got born again is the work of the ministry, the saints. And the, the, the fivefold ministry's job is to equip people to fulfill that call that is on each individual member of the body of Christ. Um, so for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, go ahead and read the rest of this chapter, and you will see... Uh, you'll see what what that will accomplish in a body of people. But the pastor's job is to uh, teach, to edify, to love, to encourage, to stand with, uh, make intercession for, and build up or encourage or edify the members of his flock. And there is an anointing on the office of a pastor to intervene in the lives of people in the spirit realm, not get involved in their physical squabbles and day-to-day -day things, although they pray about those things and can make a difference. Uh, but people without a shepherd excuse me sheep without a shepherd will scatter and i'm going to read a scripture here now, but there's a couple things i wanted to tell you uh over the i've I read an article here recently over the last 10 years there has has been a steady decline in church attendance and uh, there's been churches that have closed their doors because there's nobody there to support the church anymore. Not enough people. Uh, because, and it's a sign of the times, the last days, it says there will be uh, people who heap up to themselves, teachers having itching ears, hearing what they want to hear. And if they don't want to hear what's being preached, they go somewhere else because they're, they're after self-satisfaction. They're not after edifying the body of Christ. They're not after doing the work of the ministry. They're acting to make me feel good. Uh, they, they want an uh, easy way. And the, the work of ministry is not necessarily easy. It's... it's uh, necessary uh, for the body of Christ. So uh, people have quit going to church. They don't go to church because they're not getting what they need out of church for one reason. Now, another thing that has happened recently 
and and this was an article just over the last year, and I don't recall the numbers. I didn't write them down. I didn't save the article. I wish I would have. But pastors have are leaving the church. They're quitting the ministry. Uh, they went from from being pastors over a flock of people and all of their programs were going great and people were coming to church and they were teaching these wonderful messages on the word of God and people were responding to them. And then the pandemic hit and it totally changed what they were doing. And they became, lots of them said, I've become a social media manager instead of a pastor. And I don't get to interact with my flock. We can't gather together because of the of the COVID, uh, and so they don't have the the one on one relationship with their flock. And they they're managing uh, podcasts and online services and. Uh, you don't have the interaction with the with the people because they're not right in front of you. You're doing it online. And it changed the way they minister, and they got frustrated with it, and many of them are quitting. Now, the problem, let me, let me state something here. Make no doubt of this. That pandemic was authored straight out of the pit of hell and it was designed it, it the one of the results of it was to change the way the church if the church don't gather together see there's power in numbers there's there's power in agreement and if the enemy can get people divided and separated and isolated then he's got room to work against them. But when they're all united in one accord, like it says here, we come to the unity of the faith. That means all believing the same thing, speaking the same thing, doing the same thing. There's power in that. And so it was designed to stop that. And so uh, in the book of... Uh, Matthew, I'll get turned over here to it. Got my bookmark here. In Matthew, the um, 26th chapter, and verse uh, 31, and Jesus is, is um, speaking to his disciples, and and he they'd had the the Last Supper, and, and he shared the, the communion with them and taught them about the, the body and the blood. And they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So when the shepherd is struck, uh, when the pastor quits, the sheep that have been sitting under him scatter. 
and they become isolated. And what happened when people were not allowed to attend church, you know, and you heard all kinds of stories. This is uh, uh, against our religious liberties, and this is designed, this is a violation of our rights, and, and people got all caught up in all that, and in some cases that was the case. But the doesn't change the fact that God is still God, Jesus is still seated at his right hand, the commission is still the same, go into all the world, preach the gospel, um, the, the, the way that you minister people is still there. Uh, so, uh, but when the church shuts down, the pastor quits or is removed or whatever, the sheep scatter. And they say, well, I can sit in my living room and I can hear preaching and I can do, but, but they don't have that anointing of a pastor operating in their life when that happens. And so they'll do good for a while. And you go back over here to Ephesians. And let me show you a couple of things that happened. Uh, and you'll say, oh, this will never happen to me. Well, if you don't have a pastor in your life, it can happen. Um, where did Ephesians go? It's still in here. All right. Uh, so, uh, the idea is to grow in faith and knowledge of the Lord Jesus, verse 13, to a perfect man. Um, that word perfect means like Christ. Uh, we're made in his image. We have the mind of Christ. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We, we can do the works that he did and greater works because he went to the Father. So to the measure, this is the measure of the perfect man, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so that we should no longer, now this is what I wanted to say, point out here, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of de deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying itself in love. Now, this is, this is the picture of the church under the office of a pastor and with the anointings on the other members of the fivefold ministry coming into the church and ministering. So the whole body is joined and knit together each individual member of the body by what each individual member of the body supplies. So your gift, your calling, your your abilities brought into the church and hooked up with people around you that believe the way you do and uh, submit underneath to the teaching underneath a pastor, 
it, it causes growth in the body. But this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ. Now, this group of people he's talking about here in uh, the 17th, 18th, and 19th verse are or Christians. They, they had confessed Jesus is Lord of their life. They had submitted to a pastor. But they began to walk after the world walks. That's what gen, the Gentile means, after the way the world does things. They begin, when they're separated from the pastor, when they're, the flock is scattered, they begin to hear the voices of the world and slip off into their understanding being darkened. You don't hear the anointed preaching of the Word of God like you were when you were going to church every Sunday, Wednesday, and Sunday night. You aren't getting that, that teaching that impacts your life right where you are any longer. Now, you may be hearing teaching from uh, anointed men and women of God on the Internet, on TV, on, and you can hear that, and that'll take you so far, but it doesn't, doesn't replace the individual members of the body of Christ knitted and joined together in agreement that can change a body of people and help them grow. So you quit growing. You quit growing when you take yourself out of that environment. So you need a pastor who will pray for you, who will, who will go before God and, and pray for his flock and encourage them in the spirit and play, pray in them in the Holy Spirit so that everything that they need desire and want is supplied because he prays the perfect will of God for them in their life. And, you know, there's some people that can pray for you that, you know, it says the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. But there's some certain people in your life that when they pray for you, it's quick to make a difference. Uh, Husbands praying for your wife. Wife praying for your husbands. That is probably one of the most powerful prayers that you can do. A pastor praying, praying for his flock. A mother praying over her children. Uh, uh, grandmothers, grandfathers imparting the spirit into the people that they love and care for, that they pray for, and it'll keep you from walking into stuff that 
You had no idea the devil had planned for you because of the authority that a pastor has over his flock. And he can take that word, the word of God, and pray it in your life, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit will show up. And I remember the pastor that I had for almost 30 years telling about, and he had a revelation of what it was to be a pastor. And he says, I would see things in the spirit realm that I didn't want to know about. But he said, I was able to pray for those people and in some case counsel them when these things would come up and change the course of their life and keep them out of death and destruction and into bring them up into the growing up in Christ, making the changes they needed in their life. The Holy Spirit will help you through your pastor. And I've also heard of, of pastors, more than one, sharing that they would be preaching a message. And somebody coming up to them after the service says, Pastor, that was so good. And when you said, and they would quote what they heard, and the pastor said, you know, I don't really think I said that. But the Holy Spirit, that anointing, spoke into that person who was a member of that flock and gave him what he needed for that day because of the anointing on the Word of God, on the man of God that's preaching to them. And it's amazing what that office can contribute to you. And you will not grow into what God has called you to be without a pastor teaching and preaching the word of God, praying for you, without a church of like-minded believers that edify, build up, encourage each other in love, and that whole body working together to accomplish the vision that God has put in the heart of the pastor. It's an amazing thing. But if you remove yourself from that, then it opens the door for your understanding to be darkened. That means what you had understanding of from the Word of God will be darkened. Uh, the things of the world, the way the world looks at things will come in and begin to cloud that. And you won't have that same conviction that you have when you had that whole group of people in agreement around you. And so uh, it's a dangerous place to be because you become past feeling. You don't care anymore. And you give yourself over to the things of the world that you wouldn't even have thought of doing when you were a faithful church member. And But the stuff come in, oh, well, it's not going to hurt anybody. Nobody knows I'm doing it but me. You know, uh, they don't care about me anymore. So what difference does it make? And that kind of thinking gets into your into you. And so, but it says you have not so learned Christ. So you need to stick with how you so have learned Christ. Because when you do that, then you become that 
if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, and you put off that old man, that old nature, that old way of doing things, and become renewed in your mind, and grow up into the fullness of the stature of Christ Jesus. And the work that God began in you, he will continue to the fullness of that. But you have to stay hooked up. And you need a pastor to help you do that. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you, you, you cannot be complete in Christ outside of the church. And a church won't function like it's supposed to be if the pastor's not allowed to function under the call and the anointing that God has placed upon him. And, uh, you know, the, the prayers, the word that he teaches that will build up your faith, the, the prayers that he prays will uh, put a shield around you, a hedge of protection. I sat under my pastor in intercession meetings and praying for the body of Christ. And he always prayed a hedge of protection around them. That, that keeps the devil off your back. As long as you are in the word and doing the word. If you step out of that on purpose, knowingly do something you aren't supposed to, you open the door for the devil to get in. And that didn't have anything to do with the pastor. But... But when you come crying back to him and says, I've made a mess of this. I, you know, don't stone me, but I made a mess. Well, he's not going to stone you. He's going to love you. He's going to share the word with you, and he's going to encourage you, and he's going to help you get back on your feet and start walking back on the course you were. And God will forgive you of that sin and wash you white as snow and put you back on your feet and set you back on that course that you started. And you'll be stronger than you were before. But you can't do it by yourself. You need a man of God in your life, speaking into your life, praying for you, encouraging you, loving you, uh, walking with you, holding your hand when you're weak, uh, bringing his power of agreement to where you are in your faith. And putting you over in the areas that you need help. That's what his job is. That's what he's called to do. And he will do it. And if he has a revelation of what it is to be a pastor and the difference that he can make in the life of his congregation, then you are in a good place. And if your pastor is a hireling, I would look for a different pastor. If he's just there for the money, if he's just there doing what the people controlling the money tell him to do, you could miss out on what God has for you. So go to God. Say, God, it don't seem right here. If it don't seem right, it probably ain't right. And you go to God and you ask him, where do you want me to be in church? Who do you want to have speaking into my life? Who is the pastor that I'm supposed to have? And God will show you. He will lead you. The word says that God sets the people in the church as he wills. So every member of New Creation Family Church, God has dealt with their heart and placed them 
in New Creation Family Church. Why? Because they have a pastor there that will do what I've just been sharing with you. And they will grow up into that perfect man. That they will become Christ-like as, as they sit under that word and begin to do it and hear it. And their faith is built up and they're encouraged and edified. And their brothers and sisters that sit in, in the congregation with them will encourage each other in love. And it's a powerful thing. And the church was designed to be a powerful thing. The church was designed to be a microcosm of heaven. And then all of these churches doing this together, coming together and you speak the word around the world and the lost come and people are set free and delivered and healed. And one day Jesus coming back for the church that's without spot or wrinkle, that means they're doing the word. They're doing what God called them to do. They're walking in love. They're building each other up. They're, it doesn't mean that they haven't ever made mistakes. It means that they quit making them and they go on and grow up and become men and women of God doing the work of ministry that they're called to do because they've been taught and encouraged and instructed and corrected and all of these things that the fivefold ministry, especially the office of the pastor, has done for them. And then we'll go to heaven, and it'll be like stepping out of one realm into another. I was in heaven at New Creation Family Church, but now I'm in heaven with the poor Jesus Christ. And we can help you get there. A pastor can help you get there. And he can help you miss some of this garbage that's in the world that that the sin so that so easily besets us, the influence of the darkness of this world, uh, the powers of darkness, the, the enemy, the devil, the the things that kill, steal, and draw, destroy. He can help keep you out of that stuff. So I encourage you, get a pastor. Get a good one. Pray for him. Support him. Submit to the teaching that he's giving you by the unction of the Holy Spirit. It'll change your life for good. For good, not, not only for good better, but for good forever. So, I thank you. And I'll just say one more thing, and then I'm going to sign off of here. I, if you live in the Springfield area, and you need what I've shared with you, I want to be your pastor. My wife and I want to pastor you. We would love to have you at New Creation Family, Family Church. You will be welcome. And will help you get where God wants you to be. In Jesus' name, we thank you.